what would it feel like if you could move through your feelings, not just in your mind, but using your body? This is such an exciting concept to me, and it's why I've brought Sheila Kelly, the founder of S Factor, onto the podcast today. This interview is sexy and deep and enlivening, and I know it's going to give you so many new ideas about how you can see your body, how you can feel within your body, and how you can change your life simply with movement. Sheila Kelly is the creator of S Factor, which is a legendary class about embodying your feminine essence, movement, and just feeling fucking good, which is what we're all about. And her documentary recently came out on Netflix. It is called Strip Down, Rise Up. And I watched it a couple of weeks ago, and it was like hairs on the back of your neck, goosebumps. It's a full body experience just watching this documentary. So I am really excited that Sheila is here with us today. Hi, Sheila. How are you doing? I'm, I'm so, I'm flying high with that introduction. That was amazing. Oh, you're so welcome. I just, I love the work that you do, even though I have not personally done S Factor and I literally just put my name on a list to do it because... Yeah. I feel like I need this and yeah. I've known I've needed it for a long time, but watching the documentary really just made it super clear that this is something I, I need in my life. Absolutely. I think every woman on the planet, everyone who identifies as a woman on the planet, even those who don't identify as a woman on the planet needs to tap into their feminine because the feminine is the quality of life. Whereas we've been living in this yang, more, 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 more quantity thing. Hmm. So the feminine is really actually the era that is being ushered in with kindness and love and understanding and compassion and, and just, you know, holding each other um, in love and, and esteem instead of like um, a hate and anger. I think that, that we, this is building, the feminine's building and building and rising. I've been feeling, I've been doing this 20 years, so... When I first started, it was like, yeah. except that Oprah had me on her show a couple of times. So that made it okay for a few years, but it's still just agonizingly hard to get this global patriarchal culture to lessen its grip on the feminine body and what we can and can't do with our own bodies. And that is, that's the journey of S Factor. It does have the movement component, but it also is just a lifestyle component of, of, demanding to see the world through the feminine gaze, mm -hmm. feminine experience of life instead of just the masculine. And I just want to say one thing before I go any further, feminine and masculine to me are not genders. They're not sexes. They are energetics. They're energies. We have both. We have masculine and feminine energy in all of us, right? It's just that we have never cultivated the feminine any time in history. There is... Um, there's theories that prehistory that there was a much more matriarchal or partnership society where the feminine was cultivated, but um, it's time. The time is now. I totally agree. Okay, so take us back to the super super beginning. Times for people who have no who have like not have the privilege of being exposed to you and your work. What is S Factor? Tell us what S Factor is. Okay, S Factor is a feminine movement practice that allows women to reclaim their feminine body, their mind, their heart, and their soul. 
all through the feminine gaze, the feminine lens, right? So it is a movement practice because the feminine is movement. The feminine is nature. The feminine is everything we witness that flows and moves and changes colors. And the feminine is always changing. And so movement is our natural state of being. And we've lost that. We've lost our bodies because we're functioning from our armpits up. Right. You know, we're, we've lost ourselves as a culture, the feminine. And so for me, S-Factor is this movement practice that bleeds into how you think and how you feel and how you express your soul and your body. Yeah. So it's that. And it started, I'm an actress. It started when, um, 1999, dating okay. it started way back when I had to learn how to do uh, striptease and pole dance for a film called Dancing at the Blue Iguana, which is a great little indie film. And I had been fascinated with strippers forever. I think they're goddesses. I love them so much. And I went to strip clubs all over uh, Southern California. And I, for the film, learned to do this movement. I'm way, way, way too shy to have ever tried to do this professionally. But um, it was life-changing. It was life-changing. And I had two amazing professional strippers who were my teachers. And they gave me their hearts. They were amazing. And I learned this extraordinary practice, this extraordinary um, lightness of being in my own body and in my own femininity and in my sexuality and everything in my life got better. My body got better. My, uh, my health got better. My relationship to the, my man got better. My parenting skills got better. I mean, everything. Yeah. So it was really just, it blew my mind. Like, you mean, I can just move my body a certain way and it's going to change. It's going to ripple out into everything, but it does because the body is the epicenter of your life. Right. And I love that because, you know, this, this, um, the story about women struggling with being too much in their masculine just keeps coming up and up and up. And it feels like every seminar I go to every clubhouse I listen to about dating is about get out of your fucking masculine. If you want to be with a partner and have polarity. And we have this belief that in order to change where we're sitting all the time, there's so much work to be done. There's so much healing to be done. And like, yeah, there is healing to be done. And yeah, there is work to be done. But I love that you say that it can be as simple as moving your body. Like that really takes the pressure off the idea of transforming things. It does. It does, Gallup. But I'm going to say something that's really going to be fascinating. I've been working with the body for 20 years. I work with um, all shapes, sizes, ages, ethnicities, it's, it's really, um, it's a level playing field of just the feminine. If you have a, an essence of feminine within you that you want to bring out, it, it, when you go into the body, listen, and I'm sure that you've heard, I don't know, I'm a crazy, I'm a body geek. And when you go into the body, you're going into yourself, you're going into the stories, you're going in, your body remembers everything. She remembers your first crush. She remembers your first kiss. She remembers what I call your first offense. And I did a TED talk in 2012 that you can, I talk all about the first offense of the feminine body and when that's, or even the feminine nature, you know, we can have a masculine body with a strong feminine nature that gets offended by, oh, you're, you're, you shouldn't cry. And we start to shut down all those beautiful gifts of the feminine. Mm -hmm. So when you start to unlock them, 
when you start to free your body to move fully, unapologetically and sensually and erotically and touch yourself and find pleasure in yourself, you will unlock whatever is holding you back. Mm. Whatever schism is in your body, whatever shame, whatever trauma, whatever um, disappointments, whatever is clenching in your fascia and your musculature, when you do S movement or even a, a belly dance, any feminine movement practice, you're going to reach your body into her full integrity of her shape. And when you do that, you're going to find that certain parts of your body are locked down. Most women, a lot of women that come to me, their, their pelvis is locked. Their hips are locked. Their lower back is locked. Their chest and their heart area is locked. So what I do with them is I don't tell them, here, look like me. I say, here, let me see your body and let me help you find your body's fullest expression. Mm. And when that happens, sometimes it unlocks the shit that you need to let go of. Yeah. I said sometimes, but it's really always, <laughs> as you saw in the movie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And also I think the thing with this is that this can be really challenging for people to go through. This can be stuff that they've never looked at, that they've pushed away for a very long time. Yes, yes. It's absolutely true. And, and here's the thing about demanding a feminine lifestyle in whatever way you do, whatever practice you do, um, is that you can go as far as you feel comfortable going. You can confront as much as you are feeling comfortable confronting. It's your journey. It's autonomously yours. When I teach, I guide. I just guide. I shine a light. And it's really the student taking the journey into, I, you know what, I, I love the Arthurian tale of the Holy Grail. Mm -hmm. And to me, this is an epic, heroic, feminine journey back to self, back to finding my own grail. Mm. And it can be scary. It can be incredible and light and sunny, and but it can be there are dragons you might need to slay. And there are, you know, there's you, damsel in distress that needs to be saved. And there's all kinds of uh, amazing things you're going to unlock when you start to look at your own body, not your psyche, your body. Yeah. Your psyche will create stories and meanings and your body doesn't. Your body just reveals experience and emotion. Yeah. And that's revelatory, especially for people who really dwell in their masculine and overthink, overprocess, overanalyze everything. This is a yeah. radically different way of healing and living and being, right? Absolutely. I love that you use that word because I, I think of that word a lot. I think it's radical transformation. If yeah. you want radical transformation, you want to strip off the shapes and the values that this masculine patriarchal society has put upon you, move. Mm. Come, come take S with me, come take a belly dancing, go to femme, go to, there's just, there's a lot of beautiful feminine movement practices. Um, S, S has many layers and dimensions because it's movement, it's also philosophy, it's also journaling, it's also uh, mind, it's, it's letting you change the way you live. And when I talk about the mind, because the masculine mind out of necessity of survival became a very critically thinking mind, very critical, very logical, very rational. 
the feminine mind, because she brings the quality of life, uh, is what I call the magical mind. And she is here to serve the body's experience on this planet. Mm. Whereas the critical mind thinks the body's here to serve it. Yes. I can twist you up a yes. little bit. <laughs> and so yes. that's a radical change that needs to happen for women and men or whoever comes to class or, or non-binary, whatever. Whoever comes to class, uh, you are going to confront everything that's held you back. Mm. Choose to step forward or not. Mm. I love that. I mean, for so long, I really did think that my body's purpose was just to carry my brain around. I really felt that. And, and then when you start to change that, like everything is so different. And, um, I also think for people who do a lot of healing work, a lot of that happens up here too. And that's great. But like healing, I believe is a somatic experience. I teach EFT tapping, like we're using the body to move things. And like you were saying earlier too, about, you know, there might be light, sunny things, but there's also slaying of dragons. And it's so important that we face that shadow and that stuff that we don't like or are afraid of because the more that we resist it or turn away or try to ignore it, the bigger it gets inside of us. Absolutely. And I find that people are, have a lot of fear around their bodies. Yes, so much. They have fear of what's inside. They have fear of letting go of the things that are holding them back. Mm. And it's so, uh, it's, they have fear of, and it's, it's, it's a, uh, the schisms inside, the shame inside, the things that they kind of mask over with their masculine energy or they mask over with, with, distractions out here in this world. I'm going to distract myself and go to a restaurant, go to a movie and go there and go instead of I'm going to sit right here and I'm going to pull a Kegel and I'm going to arch my back and I'm going to grind my hips. Just try it, Gala. Just try it as I'm talking to you. Just start to grind your hips. Just right, look at it. Look how late it is. Arch it. And just, yeah. And just exhale and squeeze that Kegel muscle. And immediately you stir up erotic energy. Immediately you stir up feminine energy and you're, stimulating your pelvis, you're stimulating your lower back, all of these soul places in your body. And that's just like one little thing you can do is just sitting down in a chair, tiny little grinds, slower, fast, and pulling a Kegel muscle. You are immediately beginning to embody because where your attention goes is where the energy flows in your body. So if I'm thinking of my lower back and I'm arching my back like I am right now and sticking my ass all the way back and then I'm exhaling and tucking it and Kegeling, I am so titillated in my own being because I'm thinking, I'm talking to you with my linear mind, but I in in my body with my feminine mind. Mm. Simple as that. Conscious awareness. Yeah. That's the first step. Yeah. Would you say that this is really a a pleasure practice? (laughs) Uh, It goes beyond pleasure. Yeah. I think that pleasure is definitely, pleasure is what I ask people to seek in class. Okay. Pleasure of touch. Seek the pleasure of a muscular exertion. Seek the pleasure of stretching and following that stretch. Seek the pleasure of touching your breasts and your belly. However, one person's pleasure is another person's pain. And that's what people don't understand. They're like, um, they, they think that pleasure is all fluff and feathers, but no, there's, there's pleasure that is fiery and fierce yeah. and, and needs something to shackle it. 
push it back or, or, and I, and, and we're getting into the deeper journey of S factor. You will, um, learn about the 10 erotic creature icons. These are 10 different erotic shapes that our bodies can make and take, and they're connected to an emotion in our body. So I think ultimately it is a pleasure practice, but I think it's much more of a lifestyle practice. It's much more about, because confronting demons not may not be pleasurable, mm-hmm. but it's going to give you wholeness, and wholeness is what we're missing. The feminine is missing wholeness. Yeah. Because we're so out of balance. We're working so much. Our relationships, yeah. like passion, all of those things. Yeah. And I feel like those things come back into balance when we think about like, okay, what does my body want? Like what is going on with everything below my head, you know? Absolutely. That's, that's a really perceptive um, statement because what's below our heads is everything. Yeah. You know, we have one shot. We have one shot. This is it. Sorry to tell you. I mean, unless you believe in reincarnation, you have one shot in this body. You can choose. You either going to love this body or you're going to criticize this body. You're going to love it and nurture it and listen the fuck to it because it's smarter than you are. She's smarter than you are. Um, Or you're going to dissociate, keep working from your armpits up and move through life in a sleepwalking way because to me I, I, I and that was a really provocative question is this a pleasure practice and I, and, and I really do believe it's a wholeness practice mm-hmm. I, I, I teach women how to how to grieve fully I teach them how to laugh <laughs> fully you know like belly fucking laugh let it out because some of the things that are locked in our body is joy some people shut their joy down yeah some people shut their shame down. Some people shut their anger down. It, it depends on, and you want to unlock all of those gifts because all of those gifts give you a constructive, beautiful, passionate way of living and releasing erotic energy, which is the, it's the, it's the cup of coffee of S-factor is the erotic energy. Because erotic energy is life force energy. And erotic energy will make everything in your life happen. Mm. So, if, okay, I love that you said you teach women how to grieve and laugh and, and this full spectrum of emotions. So for someone who's going through something very challenging emotionally, psychologically right now, for example, one of my best friends just lost her father. She's grieving. It's so painful. And what would your first suggestion be? Would it be to just move your body? Would it be to cry it out? Like, what do you, where, do you, where would you want someone like that to start, ideally? I would absolutely have that person start in movement. I danced both the death of my sister and the death of my mother. I posted, I believe, the dance to my sister on my Facebook several years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, it was cathartic. That dance was my mourning. It was my, it was my grieving process. And I posted it to allow other women to other people to see what it feels like to the beauty of it and the fullness of expression of dancing with your grief. Because grief, every emotion you have, even the ones you shut down and you think are bad, are not bad. Mm. I don't believe that there are bad emotions. I believe that there are emotions that have a negative energy in your body when you shut them down Mm. or destructive energy when you shut them down. 
And I believe every emotion is meant to keep us alive. They are biological tools of survival. Wow, that's so interesting. Yes. Grief is a biological uh, bonding mechanism. Rage has kept us alive for ages. Uh, Fight, fire, (sighs) Uh, sadness, I mean, is, is, brings the family together. Nurturing, loving brings the family together. Joy and laughter teaches us how to live. Mm. All of these things should be embodied. We should be as free as we were when we were babies. We should be as free as we were when we were wild. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is so fucking good. Wow, I can't wait for you <laughs> to watch this. This is so great. So It's so good. But your friend, going back to your friend real quick. Uh, first of all, my heart goes out to her. The loss of parent is, I think, underestimated. <laughs> you, you know, it's agony. And uh, movement is queen in that regard. And moving and breathing the deep breath of loss and then breathing and moving the deep, beautiful opening of, of loss, mm-hmm. the closing of loss, the anger of loss, the frustration of loss, the surrender to loss all of that should be in your fucking fingertips and your toes and your nose and your chest and your neck and every part of your body and if she needs to process it with words i always suggest uh you know talk therapy is great finding someone to talk to no problem with that i was in therapy for 20 years it saved my life what brought me fully into my body was s And so for someone who is really intrigued by this idea, they're like, okay, I'm feeling all these things. I want to like move my body and walk my way through them. What would you say to someone who is very self-conscious, very shy, very, you know, they're not connected to their body at all. Where should they start? S-Class 101. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, um, Or or, you know what? They could start. I have a digital program coming up in April. Okay. I'm not to, I mean, it's, it's, it's truly will bring you from step by step. It is a really beautiful foundational course. It's eight weeks. I'll be yeah. coming phone calls, Q and A's, and I'll be teaching some classes, but that's a really powerful foundational way of kind of entering this journey. Cause the movement starts out very light and very short so that you can really kind of in, digest it bit by bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the, that's where I would start. I, I, I do, I could say that you can dance alone, but I think that the feminine needs guidance in this journey because so much has been shut down mm. so much. Um, there's so usually in like a healthy balanced culture, the matriarchs and the wise women would, would, would be teaching the younger women who would be teaching the girls. There would be a lineage of, of the, of the feminine, which we, <laughs> we're starting to build. You know, I, I believe that S is a, is a part of that lineage. I believe that Mama Gina is a part of that. I think you're a part of that and building that lineage where we looked to uh, our, our, our matriarchs and our wise women to teach because this is the movement that's, natural it's supposed to be free and open and overt and provocative and arousing to ourselves and so um it's hard this day and age though to say hey go dance on your own but you can but there's something about really learning full embodiment and learning about how the philosophy of your feminine mind works with your feminine body and the magical mind and the magical body and i'm getting into some more deep philosophy here but um, yeah, that's what I would suggest. 
Yeah, I love that. And I also love what you said about, you know, doing this with other women and learning it from someone. I think you're so right that the the support and the guidance is so important. I think especially because I think people in this culture really suffer from just feeling like they they don't know how to do it. They don't, I don't know how to do it. I am not good at this. It's not, I don't know what to do. And so having someone who can just give you a little bit of guidance can make such a huge difference. Massive. And like, it's not, I, to build on what you just said, it's not, I don't know what to do. I'm too shy. I'm too skinny. I'm too heavy. I'm too this. I'm too that. I cannot, I'm too old. I'm too young. I've heard a gazillion, I'm doing this a long time. Yeah. A gazillion reasons why you can't re-embrace yourself, why you can't excavate and reclaim yourself. The fucking glorious goddess that we all are and I it breaks my heart to see women moving through life and never touching and tasting the nectar of their own brilliance Mm. because it's never too late to start and you don't need to be anything but yourself bring the body you have bring the heart you have bring the stories you have and let's go. Yeah. You know, it's powerful. It's very powerful. So you've been running Aspective for 22 years. Is that right? 21. 21 years. I'm really curious whether women, the, the women that you work with, whether their issues have kind of like, if you've seen a change in that over time, if there's a trajectory of, it's more like this now, whereas there used to be more of that. I'm curious if, if you see a pattern or a shift in that. That's interesting. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? Just like whether there are kind of like trends in terms of what people are dealing with. Is there something that people in the last two years have oh, been yeah. dealing with more than 15 years ago? Yes. Yes and no. Um, y- yes, it's a more... Ex- <laughs> This might piss you and your listeners off, but I've been doing this, like I said, a long time. And from the very beginning, shame is the number one demon in the feminine body, mm. shame, the feminine energy. And because uh, I'm speaking to all of you, non-binary, I'm speaking to everybody. I'm speaking to even the masculine. I'm speaking to even men. I'm speaking to everybody that the shame um, it just, it, it's like, a, it, it grabs you around the throat and it throttles you. And here's the thing that's going to bother it, it, you. When you look at the statistics on sexual assault, it's like, what do they say? One in three, one in four. It's one in one and a half. Mm. It's so common. It's so common. And that's the most, it, it drives me. It drives me passionately to help women and to guide women and to, it just, it makes me so angry that to this day and age, that it we're still, I, I see young women's bodies that are still being assaulted. And I'm like, how is this happening? We had the Me Too movement. We've talked about this. We, what is going on? Um, so in the last few years, however, to get to your um, answer, in the last few years the the um confronting sexual assault is is getting much more 
easy, much more. People aren't as, they, they, they are not as paralyzed by shame. Mm-hmm. They still have the trauma in their body, but they're not paralyzed by coming forward to, to deal with the demon of it. And that's, you know, if you look at the documentary and look at Megan's story, Megan's story ripped my heart out. I mean, Megan, Al, just quickly for your listeners, Megan is one of the people that we follow through the documentary. She's like, I don't know, 28, 29 years old. She was a gymnast and she was sexually abused by the gymnastics doctor, Larry Nasser, who was sent away to prison a couple of years ago. And she came to the documentary class and bravely let us witness this extraordinary journey from the beginning when she says, I don't know who I am. Yeah. He couldn't even say the word vulva to at the very end, you know, going, ah, I'm sexy. It was so, (laughs) it's so beautiful, you know, Um, to see that, that, that's heroic. That's why it's a heroic journey. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like no matter where you come from, no matter what you're, you have to go through to reclaim yourself, this is it. This yeah. is the body. This is the life. Now is the time. Mm. And that's the thing that is so gut-wrenching and also powerful to me that we just we can't control what society does, how other people behave, what they do to our body. We can't control yeah. that, but we can control what we're going to do, how we're going to behave, what we're going to take that energy and transmute it, transform it into. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah, absolutely. Which is which is that if you go, if I I've talked to you about the ten erotic creature icons that are based in emotions. There's five light. There's five dark. Mm. So many people shut down two, three, four, five, eight of those emotional energies because society isn't doesn't allow it, or my family didn't allow it, or whatever. And so when you wake it up and you learn to not let it be destructive to yourself or others, and you learn to take rage into a constructive place, transmute is a word I use often when I teach, mm-hmm. you transmute rage into you know, building a company. You transmute rage into building a love affair. You yeah. transmute disgust. You take some of those dark emotions and you learn how to use, it's pure energy. Yeah. Emotion is pure energy. And erotic energy, and the two of those together, you're unstoppable. Mm. You would be mm. unstoppable. And finding, I have seen so many women change their lives, find love, have babies when they told they could never get pregnant, start careers, start businesses, all from having found themselves through their body, through embodiment. Yeah, I yeah. love that. So there was a a woman in the documentary whose name escapes me, but... She was, I, f- I feel like you said to her, like, you're a great little man. Oh, Amber. Amber. And she didn't stay with the program. She was really challenged by, mm-hmm. I think, the feminine movement and I think the display of vulnerability and the, the raw emotion. And does that happen a lot? Do you, do you have a lot of people come through who are just not ready to take that leap? They're not able to, to go there. Hmm. I think yes and no. There's two, there's two reasons. Women are going to come to us and they come consistently to us when they know that they have, they have reached the glass ceiling of what they're experiencing. 
They know there's more. There's more up there. I see it. I see more of me, but they can't get to it. And that's when they come. They they come when a life event hits them. I wish they would come before the divorce or before the kids leave the, the nest or before they're at their lowest. But often people come when they have no other option. They've tried everything else. Um, and or they come when they're looking for love because this is nothing will get you love faster than turning your feminine on nothing. And so I have, I've been to sweatings. That's a S wedding. I've been to, <laughs> I love that. It's so good. I know. Baby, baby showers. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to so many different places and things where, and you'll see in the documentary, Evelyn, who, who had lost her husband the year before, thought she'd never find love again. By the time the documentary was done editing, she was in love again. Patricia, um, she hadn't been able to find love and she was seeking love and she's married. She got married in November. So you will find love in the most unexpected places when you find yourself, when you find your body. Right, because you're you're opening yourself, right? And you're I, this is my guess, obviously I'm not an expert like you, but I'm guessing that because you're now allowing yourself to feel that full spectrum of emotion, you have more to give to your partner and they can feel more from you as well. Yeah. Yes. And I, the, what I, I, I teach the whole philosophy of, you know, you know, that champagne at a wedding, they put one champagne glass and then they create a pyramid. The trickle down, um, the overflow. I believe the feminine must put herself there. She must put herself there and fill herself up, which is why I wish they would get to S factor before they get to, before they uh, have that uh, difficult life moment of loss, right? So you fill yourself up and inevitably when you are just abundant and robust and overflowing and bodacious it just trickles all over you become like literally light up you light up from inside and people are like moths they want to be around light Mm -hmm. and so when I found this movement you know my marriage was not in a good place my relationship was tanking and this movement, I, I credit this movement for changing my relationship to my husband who I've been with for almost 31 years. I love that you bring that up because it was going to be the next thing that I asked you because, yeah. you know, your husband is in the documentary. You talk about how this movement saved your marriage. Yes. And I am, I just got into a relationship five months ago and I'm really wanting to do things very consciously. I'd been single for about two years mm-hmm. and, um, it has been really challenging actually to find role models of women who are in luscious, sexy, beautiful relationships and seeing your marriage in the documentary. I was like, Oh fuck. Yes. Awesome. Like I want to know as much as I can about this and what, what this, you know, everyone's like, Oh, it's, you should do this. You should do that. It's like, but why should you do it? So I'd love to hear what this movement practice has brought to your marriage and why it has made your marriage better in your opinion. Uh, it has, that's a, not a, not, <laughs> it's like we could talk about an it. easy question. Gala. Thank you. <laughs> um, you, you, you send real wingers out. Um, a lot. It's done everything. It's done everything. It delivered me back to myself 
It took me out of my thinking, self-destructive, critical, body-hating mind and put me into a body-loving, luscious, delicious, sensual, erotic, emotional um, place of I am the only person responsible for my joy. I am the only person responsible for filling myself up in every possible way. Mm-hmm. And so when you study with what I, I, I created just, a, if you look, <laughs> I, I have a blog and in the blog, I talk about epic life, epic love, epic body. And the way it works is you've got to get your epic body and then you got to build your epic life. And when you do those two things, you will become light and you will become this attractor, this magnetic energy that I swear to God, when I was starting, when I was doing all that, when, as I do this, I bring life everywhere I go in this house with my kids and my husband. Wherever I am, they all come. If I'm in the kitchen, they're in the kitchen. If I'm downstairs, they're downstairs. I have music playing. I have scents. I'm cooking. I, I, I'm, it's lusciousness. I create a luscious life for me. Yeah. And they all feed off of it in a beautiful way. And I don't resent it. I love it because I'm not giving from depletion where so many women are, where I used to be. And so I got like uh, bitter about it. Like I, I, I need more. I need more. Well, Sheila, fucking give it to yourself. Stop, at, stop expecting him to give it to you. Mm. Stop expecting them to give it to you. You get it. And, to do, and for that to happen, you have to understand what I call the Living, Breathing Life Guide. And the Living, Breathing Life Guide is a Bible. You can read about it on my blog. It's free. It is the Bible that I live by. And it is living through the body, starting with movement and then going deeper into sensuality, into emotionality, into intuition, into all the geniuses of the feminine. So I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help you with this guy, this new relationship because it is you can just stoke and stoke and stoke and the uh, you're the feminine essence in the relationship and your partner is the masculine essence in the relationship and you're very clear about that right very clear because there are different all different kinds of levels there are there are couples and that are that have like they they kind of move back and forth from feminine masculine energy but in my marriage i'm the i love the feminine i that is my sexual essence his is masculine so you talked earlier about polarity as you stoke the flame of your feminine you create more polarity than you can imagine and as I often joke that I worship at the altar of my man and some women go, Oh, that's so demeaning. Why? Because he worships at the altar of me. Yeah. So there's this weird, and I think it's from, I, I think it's from the masculine feminine, you know, the women have, we who have had to put on masculine masks. I think we feel threatened by that, but, no, I want to, I want to worship him. Mm-hmm. I want him to feel like the biggest, strongest, most powerful, masculine creature on the planet. Yeah. It's so interesting. The resistance that can come up around that, because I was thinking recently, like, why is it that I don't want to like dress up in a sexy way for him mm-hmm. when I did it in the beginning And I like dressing that way, but for some reason there was this resistance to doing it. And then realizing like, if, if, 
what makes him feel really good is not an affront to my moral integrity and it's something I enjoy doing too then why not fucking pour it on why not be dressed up every time he sees me that's fucking right pour it on I love that (laughs) yes okay and you know what the only thing I would say is take a look inside what are you what are you not feeding yourself right now because like I said if you are that cup that runneth over the next thing that happens when that when that happens when you created an epic life and an epic body and you're just like wow I'm so amazing and I feel real great that's when service comes in that's when I want to serve I want to serve him I want to serve you I want to serve the feminine I want to serve because I just feel like that cup just can continue to cascade out Mm. So when there's a resistance for me, when I feel like, Ugh, I feel schlubby. Well, sometimes I need to close into a schlubby place because the feminine needs to know her rhythms. Yep. There, we have opening, closing rhythms. They change monthly. They change weekly. They change daily. They change hourly. Mm-hmm. They change with an inhale and an exhale, right? So once you know your rhythms, there are days you just want to... Fill yourself back up because, and we, we close because we're a little depleted. Yeah. We have to fill back up, do whatever you do, whatever rituals you've got to do to do that. And maybe for me, it's dancing. And then you open back up and you're full again. Mm. And that's when, what, can, what will make him happy? I wake up every day with a love question. And the love question is, it changes monthly. But my question this month is, uh, how can I make him feel more amazing in his body today? Mm, wow. Yeah. And I love what you said about creating the epic body and then the epic life. And then that overflow creates that, that place of service and joy. Right. And it's so true. I think when we're not feeling good about our bodies and we're not feeling good about our life, then we really don't feel like we have anything to give. And so the idea of like, Oh, he wants this, he wants that, blah, 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 (laughs) fuck this. Obviously you're going to feel that way. You have nothing running inside you. That's exactly right. And that's a moment where we can educate our partners, our more masculine partners by saying something like, um, if, we, if it's like, I want, 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 it is a moment where you've got to be able to go, hey, baby, oh, God, I want to give you the world, but I just need to close right now. I'm in a, I'm in a feminine close. Mm-hmm. I'm just rhythming. I'm just rhythming. And I just need about a day, four hours, two hours, one hour, whatever you need. Yeah. And that I think at least the masculine being in my life really is fascinated by this feminine, complex, amazing hurricane sunshine of energy that I am. Yep. So he's, and he, he's seen the transition between where I was before, where I am now, and he is so uh, honors it. So it's about educating your partner at the same time you are re- reviving yourself. Mm. Yeah. And, and also I think with time, you know, the more that you say, Hey, I need to do this. And you go away and you come back and you're refreshed, the less likely they're going to be to like, take it personally or not understand or, you know, be offended by your own rhythms, you know? Absolutely. And they fucking need it too, right? Like men also need to go away and ride their mountain bike and have their man adventure. Yeah, absolutely. They do. Um, 
I think all masculine energy have, they're very mission driven. The masculine energy is very mission driven. It's very point. What is the point? What is the point? Where am I going? How do I make this less so that I can just get to the fucking point? (laughs) And, uh, and um, with, with Richard, it's that, it's that way. But so they, he's, we're very clear on, we've killed the word expectation doesn't live in our marriage expectation we took a pinata and we bashed the fuck out of it yeah no expectation kills everything and so uh for a long time that's what was killing our relationship is i had expectations he had expectations but when we both went into our own worlds our own masculine feminine energy and came back together woo, woo, it's combustible it's it's fiery and it's 31 years i'm talking to you we're like teenagers because we keep the mystery. We keep the privacy. I'm here cultivating this beautiful energy with a beautiful community of feminine energy around me. He's over there doing his masculine thing. So it's inevitable that when we come together, it's like, yeah, keeps it spicy, keeps it juicy, keeps it fresh. There's energy running all the time. Absolutely. I mean, there are days when I just, I, I, we just, he needs to go away, go, go golf. But we, and, and we build our relationship and our marriage and our family on the fact that he's a, he's a really phenomenal actor um, that has been working nonstop for years and years, but he would go off for two months at a time. And that two months before us made me bitter and resentful. That two months after us made me so grateful and so excited. I'm like, oh, now I can do this and that and this and that and this. And one of the things in my Living, Breathing Life guide in, is that I need masculine energy. I love masculine energy. I, I, I like suck it in like a sponge, like, give me more, give me more. So he wasn't around. I would, I would work with a Tantra man and we would just do breathing and gaze. And, and I would just get a big energy boost from their masculine energy. Mm -hmm. So there are ways to fill yourself up in every way so that you can come to the table full. So good. I honestly think this is my favorite interview I've ever done. I'm completely fascinated by what you do. I am so excited to learn more about it and holy shit. Just for you, uh, just know that, um, I am actually going to be doing a six month journey virtually mm-hmm. that, you, that you should do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing that. You, there's woman ignited and then there's the, the six month journey and I'm going to do exactly what I did in the documentary. That was a six month journey and I'm going to replicate it digitally. Vir- I mean, virtually so that I can get to whomever needs to be there and you don't need a pole and it's going to have philosophy and movement and deep movement and it's going to take each student through the six levels of S factor. And so if you're serious about it, you should, you should uh, definitely look into it, read the blog, just fill yourself up with just, it's a lot because it's a whole other way of living. Yeah. It's primal. It goes back to the animal body. It goes back to the feminine genius. It goes back to the integrity of your body. I love that. And I'm, I feel that I'm ready. And I think a lot of women are ready. I think, especially with COVID where all the usual distractions have just been off the table for a year now, we're realizing like, okay, this old way of doing shit is not fucking working for me. I need something that's, else. That's right. I, I, I love that. What can you expound on that a little bit? 
I just think, you know, when we have been like, okay, I'm going to go to work and then I'm going to get a drink and then I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to go to the movies. I'm going to travel to Italy. I'm going to do this. I'm going to like, sure. That stuff is great, but who are you really? And when those things are taken away, when those options are off the table, can you sit with yourself and feel good? Do you know how to generate your own positive feelings or are you always out here looking for it? Yes. Yeah. I, you are preach into the choir over here. Right. I am so, I, I spent many, many years seeking for what was missing inside me out there. Yeah. I thought it would be a career as an actress. I thought it would be a man. I thought it would be babies. I thought it would be a dog. I thought it would be a horse. I thought it would be a house. I thought, until S when I actually realized that the greatest amusement park on the planet I'm living in it. Yes. I have got roller coasters and Ferris wheels and all kinds of fun things. And I mean, it's so entertaining in here. And there's so much pleasure in here. And there's so much wonder in here. I can't believe the things my body can do. Mm. You know that you can, you can do this thing where you make this sound and this water comes out of your face and comes out of your eyes and comes down. Oh, it's magical. It's so cool. I've been making fun. I'm, I'm just trying to get people to see that tears are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they're so cool that you can make this stuff happen. And then all this, I'm just in awe of us. I'm in awe of the feminine. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So if you could give like three directives to people who are watching this right now, would it be watch the documentary, sign up for S Factor and something else? Would it be, who knows? Ah, it would definitely be sign up for either the six month journey or woman ignited. Okay. Absolutely. Number one. Number two would be absolutely watch the documentary. The documentary is a no brainer, but I'm going to make two watch the documentary and read my blog because the two together, then all of a sudden you go, you begin to comprehend it. And the third thing I'm going to say is something very personal. Um, I want to say four things. Um, I'm going to say, can I say four things? Sure. Okay, the, the third thing is to do the hip circle Kegel, the grind in your chair, in your car, wherever you are. And that just gives you a titillation. And the fourth thing is going to take you a little time, but find your flavor, your scent, not a perfume, not something someone makes outside, but what is your scent? What do you want to surround yourself with every day? Is it rose? Is it lavender? Is it, is it uh, Lang Lang? Is it you know, citrus and and really take the time to find an organic, beautiful, doesn't have to be an essential oil. It could be essential oil. Maybe it's fresh cuttings out of a tree. Maybe it's fresh mown uh, grass. Maybe it's coffee. What is your scent? Love that. Yeah. I love that. Oh my goodness. This was amazing. Thank you so much for being here. And where can people find you? Where should they go? What should they click on? Uh, Follow me on Sheila Kelly S in Instagram. And you'll, and my link tree will take you to the blog. It'll take you to woman ignited and you can go to S factor. If you want to take a virtual class with some amazing, amazing licensed instructors all over the world. Mm -hmm. We have one in Australia and we've got them all over the place. Thank you so much for this, Sheila. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I'm sure that we'll see each other again. I'm sure.